Hello, you're listening to season two of the Achieve With Me podcast. I am your host, Rachel Gilfrin, and I'll be spending the next few minutes chatting to you about what achieving, winning, and success mean to you. As a life coach specializing in confidence and career progression, I am a strong believer that success is very closely linked to having a positive mindset. I'll be sharing my own highs and lows from my past corporate career in IT sales and sharing some really valuable tips and techniques to help you to get ahead in your career. To help you to get these implemented today, you can catch the written episode on my blog, which is at www.rachelharriotcoaching.co.uk. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hello, my ambitious ladies, and welcome back to season two, episode 25 of Achieve With Me. I hope you've all had a phenomenal week so far. This week's episode was actually inspired by a conversation in my direct messages on Instagram this week. You may have seen if you follow me on Instagram, but earlier this week, I posted some content around boundaries. Identifying, setting and enforcing boundaries in all areas of your life is really important if you're going to be able to feel all the good stuff that we strive for. I'm talking about freedom, fulfillment and integrity above all. Now I shared a post, the post that sort of inspired the message originally, which talked all about our internal perception of ourselves versus the external perception, i.e., how we think we will come across versus how we actually come across to others. Very different things usually. And in case you didn't see it, let me just summarise the three key areas that I discussed. So firstly, it was all about when we set boundaries, we believe by setting these boundaries that we come across as uncooperative, in inverted commas. And what actually happens is that we increase mutual respect between the two parties. We also might believe that there will be a negative effect on the relationships that we have with the person we're setting the boundary to. But what actually happens is that we achieve peace of mind and we don't concern ourselves too much with the effect that it would have on that relationship. Because once the boundary is set, we can see the benefits it has for us. I've also spoken with people who have had a belief that if they set boundaries, i.e., you know, if we're at work and we were setting a boundary surrounding inbound work and capacity and that sort of thing, we believe that our productivity would decrease. And what actually happens is that we tend to see an increase in productivity. Now, there is a quote I love, shock, you know I love a quote, and it's by Tony Gaskins, and it says, you teach people how to treat you by what you allow, what you stop, and what you reinforce. Now, this goes for our family, friends, and particularly work colleagues. Anyway, the conversation started by somebody coming across the post on Instagram and saying to me, I understand that I need to set boundaries. I really do, but I just don't know where to begin. Now, this is such a good point, and I decided to split my response to the question or or to the statement across two episodes, and the reason behind this is because 
I think that boundaries is such an important area and it's something that needs to be articulated in the right manner. So the first element is going to be all around preparing to set boundaries. So I wanted to start by sharing my three-step process that will help you to prepare for setting the boundaries within the workplace. So I'm talking specifically about workplace boundaries today. If there are any specific situations that you're having outside of work that you feel that you need to set a boundary and you just don't really know where to begin, obviously pop me a message on Instagram and I will help in any way that I can. But the most common challenges specifically women have with boundaries is that they're caught in this sort of tough place in between on one side wanting to go over and above so that they're noticed for progression purposes in their career but then on the other side they're finding themselves nearly burning out because every time somebody adds to their plate a lot of us have people-pleasing tendencies we, we tend to drop everything because we want to accommodate it So it's just balance between knowing that you want to go over and above because, you know, you're a hard worker and really being sensible about what you can actually manage. Now, I've shared on this podcast before (laughs) one of my own experiences in the past where I was working a lot of overtime and when I explained to my boss that I wasn't feeling recognised for it, he asked me why I was doing it and This was a definite aha moment, aside from me probably feeling a bit stupid as well, because I realised that all the pressure that I'd been feeling was totally self-inflicted. So, without further ado, let's get into this three-step process. So, step number one, take a two-week period within your schedule, but make sure it's sort of a fairly normal schedule. So, you know, you haven't got any annual leave during that time. Um, You've got sort of a a normal amount of meetings, a normal amount of work on whatever. And during this time, start to notice your thoughts, feelings and reactions. Begin to become aware of specific situations and specific people the people thing is always a good teller, that are causing you the most stress, basically. Start making a note of all these instances and score yourself out of 10 for how you feel towards this situation at the time. So, for example, if you're feeling under pressure or anxious or perhaps overwhelmed or even resentful about doing a task... Really try and mark yourself out of 10 about, you know, how strong you feel towards that situation. Because when you go back and reflect through these instances, you'll be able to recall the situation a lot easier by kind of going back to that marker. When you do reflect back, however, it's often so telling because we begin to see patterns in terms of tasks or people behaviours that are actually contributing to the issue here. These are where you need to consider setting boundaries. (laughs) Now, whilst this can seem or appear to be really daunting at the time, especially if you have a really long list, try starting by just choosing the top three that would have most impact if you could just begin to choose more control around these areas. Okay, so that's step one. So try doing that. 
Step two is to begin to reflect on other people within your organisation. Is there someone in your team that never seems to be as stressed as you? Or does it seem like they just haven't got as much work on as you? Do you feel the challenge with moderating workloads is across the whole organisation? Or does it feel as though it's just you sometimes? You see, before you begin to decide upon and set the boundaries, it's going to be advisable to touch base with your line manager. Rather than going to them to announce that you're overwhelmed, try going in with a sense of of curiosity. Now, if you feel as though you have too much work on, for example, because that is such a big issue at the moment for a lot of people, you could ask them to re-clarify your main remit around your role. Now, this sounds basic, but try to establish the main elements of your role and then attribute a percentage to how much time you should be spending on each of them. So just to give an example, let's say you are a sales team leader. This might look something like, I'm just making this up, but um, team management, 25%, process improvements, 25%, so over half of it then. Sales, actually doing the sales element of your role could be 30%. And then reports and admin could make up that final 20%. Now, if you know at this stage that there is something that isn't on this list or an area that's taking up far too much time, you then know that you've got the grounds to set a new boundary without it being a shock to your manager. And what can also happen in this situation as well is that because there might be a bit of a difference between what your manager believes your remit is versus what you're actually spending your time on. And this provides a platform for you to say, well, okay, I'm doing all this additional work here. Which areas do you think that I should be prioritizing out of this? And at that point, it's really helpful to be able to just highlight what the priority should be, even just by knowing or having, you know, a confirmation almost from your manager to say, yes, this is what I want you to prioritize, can sometimes help you feel less overwhelmed straight away. So it's a really good exercise to go through, regardless of whether you end up um, enforcing a boundary or not. Now, step three, consider the way you are treated at work today. So what I'm talking about is the way people speak to you the language they use, and the alliances or relationships or friendships, whatever, that you may have with your other colleagues. Now think about where you'd like to be in your career in five years' time. Is it acceptable for people to speak to you in this way now? Would you spend the same amount of time flexing your own schedule to accommodate others in five years' time? And are the relationships that you have now within work appropriate for the level that you're planning to be at in five years' time? Now, you may not have any concerns around this area, and if that's the case, that is fantastic news. But I know from my own personal experience, when I went through this consideration back in my corporate days, I had a lot of realisations. No, It was not okay for male colleagues to try and flatter me into doing their work for them. 
It wasn't acceptable now, let alone in five years' time. And no, it wasn't acceptable for me to be filled with crippling anxiety about not meeting a target that I knew already from day one was just not achievable. Thinking about your future self and the person that you want to become really helps to provide context around where boundaries do need to be set. If you know now that it isn't acceptable in the future, when do you set the boundary? Are we going to wait four years, 365 days before? Or are we going to start tomorrow and really begin to shape the environment that we build for ourselves for the rest of our career? So that's the three steps. Whilst this is a fairly simple three-step process, it's definitely very thought-provoking. And I would encourage you, as ever, (laughs) because you know I love putting pen to paper, but write it down and really get clear on all three points to help you to prioritise the areas that boundaries really need to start creeping in. Now, in the next episode, I'm going to take you through the next three steps on how to begin to articulate these boundaries and communicate them with the best chance of them being acknowledged, respected and accepted. I hope this episode was helpful to you. If you loved this episode, please do leave me a rating and a review. And I'd just like to thank the individual who prompted this episode. Ladies, as a reminder, I am always keen to hear about any workplace challenges that you're having so that I can try and tailor this to make sure that it's helpful for you. So if you are sort of holding back on sharing something, think about how other people sharing may have benefited you with some of these episodes. So connect with me on Instagram at Rachel Harriet Coaching, and I will catch you in the next episode for part two. Have a good day. Thank you so much for listening to season two of the Achieve With Me podcast. I'd absolutely love to hear from you if there's any other workplace challenges you're facing at the moment that you'd like me to consider doing an episode on. Please do follow me on Instagram, which is at Rachel Harriet Coaching. And remember, you can visit my website, www.rachelharrietcoaching.co.uk to revisit some of these topics in my blog or if you want to learn more about one-to-one coaching. Have a wonderful day.